I'm joining a, a webinar about um, suicide in the hospitality, so they're with us. I love food, you know, it's a lifestyle and what made me go more into it to set this one is when I got diagnosed with stage 2 cervical cancer and I was, yeah, and I was not in the, let's say, you know, single mom, no support, it's just you and your kids. So there's no one to say, okay, watch the kids, or if something was to happen to me, or this, that, 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 I didn't. It was a, it was a confusing time at the point, because, at that moment, because I was trying to decide whether to go through chemotherapy, to go through other uh, natural herbal, you know, like Dr. Serby, yeah. or to just stick to radiotherapy and then balance it out with the, um, Dr. Serby's alkaline balance-based meal. So it was a decision that I had to make, and it was a point wherein I could not stay in hospitals. I had to go and have my treatment and come home because I had no one to watch my children. Mm. So sometimes, yeah, so the, uh, the youngest one was quite young, so sometimes have to take him in and they had a place where you could take your children for them to look after while you have the treatment and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then after you come home so it wasn't I was ill and then well, I'm taking time off because I was ill I was ill but I had to carry on being a mother because mm -hmm. it just within the black community it just wasn't there Um, I remember sorry this get me a bit mm, emotional just take just, just take your time just take your time i wanted to ask you as you were talking and uh, just why do you get yeah. yourself whereabouts, whereabouts in africa are you from sierra leone so you're from sierra leone okay okay yeah um, use the sierra alone kind of like food yeah, with this kind yes of cuisine in your work. With it, yes yeah. yes so it's the flavor both of the flavors yeah. go together because yeah. caribbean food i see as african food is no no different yeah because you know, they used to take food from Africa to bring it to the island to feed yeah. the slave that they took to the island because they couldn't afford, there wasn't much food in the island to feed the slave. And what the oppressors had, it was so much nourishment for them. They just wanted that food for them and not to give. So such things as cornbread and mm. corn, maize and, you know, all these kind of things that was really is not good for the system. Too much mm. starch is not good for your body. It literally is not it, you know. So, in a way, it was a way to keep us lazy, as the norm word has been said. So, if you feed people heavy things, good, perfect example, like fufu is made out because it's heavy on the starch. Yeah. You eat fufu, just not to say you're going to fall asleep within a space of two minutes because it's really... Tiny <laughs> starch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's... cultures and everything just to, to mm. enslave us because we didn't have that i've always said black people in general we're too friendly friendly we're very friendly people not that there's something wrong with that mm. it's just that we have to know how where to be friendly yeah you know you go they said you go where you are celebrated yeah. but we tend mm. to go where we're not celebrated we tend to go where they punish us we tend to glorify what hurts us because we are still living in fear of challenging yeah. what is, you know, what is right for us and standing up for us. That is literally paralyzed the the black community a lot. In, in your, yeah, I was going to say, in your field, then, are you do you feel that you can challenge? Um, oh yes. Right, okay. Well, and, you know, in the hospitality, because I mean, it's, yeah, very, it's very hot and very hypered, and, you know, everyone's yeah, kind of like, it's, it's rushing and stressful, and, um, you know, in moments it's, when you need to. It's, it's, oof. you have to think on your feet. You have yeah. to know ingredients off my head. The menu, I never seen it off my head. It, it's, it's horrendous. And obviously, me being the only black female, I'm telling you, first time I went, I was told I couldn't get onto the post that I'm on now. Okay? So I went again. I showed them the food that I've done, and he looked at me and he's like, Well, I you know how to cook food like that. 
I said, because I'm just as good as anybody else in that class, you know. I said, I might not have this Western credential, as you said, that I need to be able to perform. Cutting out it's not how I work. I work on how I feel. Work on how I feel. So it was wearing the ball. He said no. So I turned. I said okay. I turned my head, and this is no other than I. I had a dick in my hand. I put a dick under my eye, and then I said I turned and I started crying. I made him feel very uncomfortable. I said mm-hmm. I need to be on this course. I am crying because this is my life you're messing with, you know. Don't mess with my life. This is my children's livelihood you're messing with. So it's either I'm on this course or I'm going to stand there all day till you finish, follow you everywhere you go. And then he just said, you know what, Paulina, come in the course. And then, oh, oh, she's black. And actually, as you say that... uh... What's, what you have got against you is the fact that, one, you're a woman, which and in the hospitality sector, it's really predominantly to find yeah. men, and right. you're also black as well, which, yes. again, is, you don't see much of that, especially when you watch most of these... Um, there you know, isn't. Like MasterChef and things like that. There's not many that... Yeah. Do but yet they don't celebrate... What they do. Yeah, they don't, they don't celebrate us. I mean, yeah. I've had different experiences wherein the way I've been treated it's it's horrendous i could complain all day but i said you know what this is the world that we live in today you know this is the world that we live in today so there was, there's a thai lady in our class and and, and it just dominant her white so um this thai lady she wants a thai street food she's not actually um uh you know an associated friend of mine we talk she also advice i give her my point therein is she saw me because I started less once at the market for a child mm. to sell my food at the market. She saw me as a black woman that shouldn't do that. So she was very, you no, know, she caused problems for me in the market. She was so bitter. She was telling people in the market not to buy my food because um, I'm from Sierra Leone and Sierra Leone got Ebola. So that makes my food have Ebola. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I was supposed to have a store in the market. So because I'm black, they treated me so bad. The people that was there, the council people that was there, and she was married to a white man, you know, so it gave her more of a step than I have. And I've gone through all the processes to get that place. They just took it and gave it to her. So um, within the process of that, she had issue with me telling people I'm coming to work, bringing my kids, that I'm making my store noisy because my kids are there helping me. So it was a, I'm a mom that's always worked with my kids. This is my kids' money that I'm working on, that I use. Do you know what I mean? So going now, going fast forward, going into college, when she saw me, her first reaction to all of them, how can you afford to come here? So these are the stereotypes that that we all know and, and some of us have actually physically experienced and if we haven't experienced it, yeah. we've heard it from other people. Yeah. So yeah. what you are going through is no different to what would normally happen, you know, for any for anyone else as a black person, the same microaggressions yeah. that we're, we're going it's through. It's just yeah. And just even you have, have to work extra hard. Extra hard, yeah. And just going through the experience that you've just experiences that you've shared. And this is, you know, I know we'll, we'll hopefully just kind of have a little bit of time to kind of talk about the work that you have done on a higher level in terms of chefing and, you know, working for celebrities and for a celebrity and things like that. Um, it's, you know, I admire your, you know, sort of put in the chat that they, they admire your determination. I was thinking... Thank you. Because it takes <laughs> a lot. I mean, when you're trying to run your own business and you're trying to be a mum on your own, it's all of it takes its toll. And then on top of that, yeah. you know, you're doing your training and, you know, you've done some chefing already. Um, yeah. So tell us a little I bit mean, about the chefing that, the chefing that you've, you have done. Um, I mean, um, I, I've always said that I'm blessed, um, Angela, you know, um, because um, probably it's the way I was raised by my grandmother, you know, and what she instilled in me. Um, I'm an African child living in a Western country. I hate the Western um, um, way of living, but sometimes you have to balance the two when you have children in order to forward. Um, the opportunities that have come my way, the IPV opportunity, I've faced another discrimination there as well. Um, the show was based on, they give you a recipe. 
right? Mm-hmm. And you have to copy that recipe and give them back because they want to see if you can um, cook. So, but with me, is it's, it's funny, you see, with me, they gave me the recipe and then they gave us all a notebook and said that we should write, you know, if we've improved any of the recipe they've given us, to write it yeah. down. So this notebook is supposed to be ours and stuff like that. So um, there was two white females and two mixed race females twins, and then me and my younger brother, I took my younger brother with me. So throughout the whole show, you, you hear the little nota, and I was um, um, in an environment like that I've never been before. Like, mm. I didn't even see black people. I walk into, I'm being serious. I was, I didn't know what I was walking into. I turned up at this place, fully dressed up in an African outfit. Like, mm. fully African outfit. <laughs> and I walked into this into this room, and it was just full of white people, and they all turned around and looked at me like, they were just staring, like, just staring at me like, mm. what have you got on? What are you doing here? I'm sure you're at the wrong place. Yeah you at the wrong place and da, 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 da. I said no I'm part of ITV we're just here to um, you know this is where I'm staying and we're just here to do the show and stuff like that so at the end of the show um, it was really bad they took the menu the recipe that I wrote and the chef now has my recipe that I wrote in my book I never got it back Jeez. she used it in her own recipe and obviously you know she's got the money she's a white woman yeah Yeah, so there's nothing i could do about it but her saying to me was uh when we came second on the show um she said to me you know what paulina you might not have win this but i believe you can do it on your own because you've got it in you i was like you don't even know me but okay you know this is the same woman who took the recipe off you and right you're right so yeah so the following year the aired i think because she felt guilty she told the producers paul um to air the program on exactly on my birthday 2017 21st of march my exact birthday they aired it after ah something like guan why are they doing this three weeks later her cooking book came out i was just stunned i was just reading this thing i'm thinking Mm. Chief, you know, simple things like grinding your peppercorn and your, your sea salt together to make it smooth and powdery. She was just amazed. Oh, how do you know you could do that? Oh, what do you mean? Mixing um, and dry seasoning and making it liquefied so that it's a lot easier to, you know, to marinate your chicken, your meat, so that it goes in there really well, so in all the corners really well. Mm-hmm. Simple things like that, you'll be surprised. These celebrity chefs, they didn't really go through the stuff that we go through that we have to learn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they have people, no, no, they have people that does these things for them, you see. Yeah. So you have things like food styling that styles their food and teach them it's because they are celebrity. If you realize it's really celebrity. Gordon Ramsay as well, a footballer. And Jamie Oliver was what, a band. It was in a band and stuff yeah. like that. So you have to realize money talks. That's one thing I realized money talks and that's one thing black people are lacking in mm-hmm. if i had that money and they see that money they would talk to me so we have always been seen as the lower class yeah yeah so and they will always yeah. treat you as that you yeah. don't ha- yes i mean like there's so many things that you know uh, that you see and happen within the industry for myself mm. it's um it's horrible um i mean for me i could have taken that and sit on it and dwell on it because of my past history of severe mm. mental health, suicidal attempts, um, you know, you name it. Was, was that before you got into the industry? Your, your mental yeah, that's before I, yeah, that's be, yeah, that's before I got into the industry. I'm not going to lie, the industry saved my life. Mm. Being in the okay. kitchen has saved my life. So for me to go in and see it, it's so bad. It's like, well, wait, what the heck? Yeah, but you're you're very passionate about your food, even the way you talk about cooking and and you know where, what you've done and where you've got to. So for you, being in the hospitality industry has saved you from your own mental health because you're yeah. it. But on the yeah. flip side, tell us a little bit more about the flip side of that for others who are in the industry now. What's, what's going on there? Unfortunately, unfortunately for for me, I 
lost a lot of chefs in the industry. Um, I've experienced where somebody, a head chef, threw a pot on somebody's head. No, I mean, took a pot full of water in it and dashed it from, like, literally. In the kitchen while... Literally, yeah, literally. Just throw knives. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to kind. Of, I don't want to kind of have that in in my head, imagination. That's what it's like well, it in is. most kitchens, but and not in most kitchens. You tend yeah. to find it in the high end kitchen. You know the five star, the Michelin, the Golden Ramsay kind of places. These people are not good people for the catering industry. These people make their money, and we're the one. Us who work behind the kitchen. We're the one that make this money. We're the one that does the hard work. That's the right. head chef is there to organize and make sure, say, you know, everybody's doing the work. Okay, there's the mm. job for the head chef to do the specials, which is what he specialized in. And then, you know, you look, make sure everybody else is getting the job done. But they don't take the time out. They don't, they don't do any of that. It, it, what I saw was just, I was like, God damn it. You know, it's, I'm self-taught. I'm now in school learning about English and French cuisine. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but that's not my forte. But it's learned, it's, it's good that I can cook any kind of food. Yeah. For me as a chef, you can just cook. So I can, and for me, it's just expanding my, my horizon. Yeah, my knowledge. Yeah, I love, yeah, yeah, I love my yeah. food. So I can yeah. be, you know, put me in France, yeah. I can cook French food because I've had French, uh, uh, French clients who are one of yeah. the footballers and stuff like that. So it's just... For me to be able to break down these doors within the catering industry when it comes to black people, yeah, and women to inspire and women, yeah, women. to say there is a lot of women within the industry, but they're white. Okay. Yeah. Do you, so do you, you know what's just coming to my head is that do you think then that's the reason why a lot of black people in the catering business kind of do their own thing as opposed to going to work for like you said these high-end hotels and restaurants and things like that it can be it's a bit of both really it's a bit of both it depending on how you are as a person when it comes to food mm. now the catering industry it was booming i'm not gonna lie it has money if you work right and if you organize yourself correctly so it's you can take that step to build up your chefing credential to stay on your CV. I've worked for a Michelin star um, thing here, and I've worked. But just because they, the further up you go in cooking, mm. the lazier you become in how you cook the food. I promise you, they teach you ways to just do lazy cooking but make it look good and taste good at the same time. Yeah. So, wow. so this, is all, this yeah. is all kind of a, a real insight to, it is. to kind of what actually goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> you so, if, you know, going back to what you were saying about, you know, the, the, your own mental health, I just want to kind of bring it back to um, yeah. you know, the experience of, of, you talked about your own mental health difficulties, yeah. that, that this is what saved My you, own, being able to yeah. cook is saved you. But your friends who, who you said have, have, you know, taken their own lives and things like that, what was that? It, it was, two of them, it was, they were working, yeah, they was working um, in the same space and for like three months into the, um, three months into um, 2020, um, they were paying them less. It was working ridiculous hours and they were shouting at them all the time. Nobody cared whether it was okay. Some of them has had loss in their family. Some of them, you know, they're the only person that's bringing in the income and mm-hmm. it's not enough to pay all the bills because their partners are. So there was no, there's no sympathy within the industry in that sense. They don't mm-hmm. check up on you. And I always say, uh, if you don't check up on somebody, if the head is not working, the rest of your body ain't going to work. Whether you believe me or not, it's a fact. Mm. If I this do, is I, not yeah. working, the right. rest is not going to follow, yeah. you know? And I believe you. Know, so I always say to people, mm. I always say to people, even when I work within the football industry as a, a, mm. a private chef to the footballers, I also realise that my son plays football. It's all about the physical, never about the mental. Oh, I saw things about how these people were being deteriorated and how the chefs were being treated because there's so many different industries within catering and hospitality. It's huge. So everywhere you go, you have to be blessed or just say, 
know your worth and know who you are and how to present yourself for you. For me, luckily enough, most of us have had this type of um, really bad um, experiences. I've seen someone slap, like literally, pow, it made noise. I don't. I quit. <laughs> and this is in, this is in the, this is while they're working, and this is from their senior. Yeah, I saw Yeah, I saw that. It was my second day in the kitchen. I saw that. I jumped. I went. I quit. You went quitting for what? I, if you slap me, I get locked up because I will I will slap you back, and I don't know why I'm gonna slap you here because whatever is in my hand is what I'm gonna slap you with. So it's really is yeah, and and also for females, the sexual harassment. Oh. Listen to this. Sexual harassment in the workplace. It's, it's horrid for female. It's horrid. The sexual harassment. It's it's. <sighs> I've personally experienced it. It's like basically telling you to suck a D to get a, to get to get a leg up. But I'm not woman. I will chop the D to get a leg up, to make a statement, to make a point. Mm-hmm. It's a work environment. I'm your work colleague. You don't have to be slapping my ass or trying to grab my coochie or, or making sexual innuendos about my legs, what you think you can do to me. I will punch you in the nuts. I'm sorry, Gloria, for things like that. This is the type of where I have to be all the time. I'm always like this. Disclaimer. Like okay. that. Um, okay. Then yeah, turns mm-hmm. and it gets so obviously when you work for your private and, and clients as well. It's like as a female, for me, I am blessed with good genes. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not a, a good-looking um, woman, lady with three kids that don't look. Why not? Good. Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what I mean. I'm proud of it because I have put the work in. You know what I mean. So there's clients also. I've been offered money to do sexual favors for the clients whilst I'm being their shirt, just because they like the way I look. No, so I quit again. <laughs> I just, you know, I yeah, I'm just thinking it's so eye-opening for me um, because when I first came across, um, I, I can't even speak. I'm just trying to think. Even, even the. Um, the female side of it, I've not even contemplated, not even thought thought through. But the first time I came across kind of mental health in hospitality was about three or four years when I was listening to a report where they'd interviewed a lots of chefs. Um, I think there's something on, on BBC Radio 4. Um, and that's the first time I ever kind of like recognised how bad it was. Because some of these chefs were, you know, on their breaks, they'd be, you know, having a quick cigarette and it turned to cigarettes and it turned to, you know, spliff and then... They'd be drinking alcohol just to try and keep themselves together because yeah. it's, it's really long hours because you have to live to get in early in order to prep and then to cook the food and then when everyone else has gone home and enjoyed themselves they're still there cleaning the kitchens and it's and doing it's all that it's really tough. I mean, also to that, what adds up to that extra pressure as well? Let's say, let's call it spade a spade and a shovel a shovel. Mm-hmm. The consumers. The impatient people out there who are, oh my God, my food is that, and the blah When you do that, when you go to an establishment, establishment, you want your food. Now, come on, you're wow. home. You want your dinner cooking. You're gonna make sure that dinner is cooked, even if it takes an hour. Yeah. You're gonna make sure, you know, say it's very well cooked before you put it in your belly, in it, because mm-hmm. it's not. If it's not cooked right. You're going to be annoyed with yourself because you were so impatient enough to make it, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So you have um, the consumers, the people that go into the shop or order the food and how rude they are. And oh, no, no, no way. We don't even eat. It's come to a point. I, I have to eat sometimes. I'll cook for people all day and I won't eat. Because what if I've been drinking wine while I'm cooking, doing this? Oh, I've got to. You've got to because then, you know, it's, it's madness. It really is madness. So when you have people saying, how long acting the waiter? How long am I going to take? I've been here for 20 minutes. You ordered steak, love. Steak. It don't take 20 minutes to cook steak. And so I'm not that type of business owner. I've got to a customer saying, we'll take your damn steak and we'll put you your damn self. You know, stress over you. 
It's as simple as that. Because sometimes we've lived in a society that has made these things acceptable. They forget yeah. to say we are not speed. robots. Yeah, to speed it. It's almost like, yeah. that, that, you know, you, what you're going for something, you're expected to be there. It's like, when I go, I know if I go to Tokyo, which is not often anymore, um, it's always like, you know, it will take you 20 minutes. It's like, listen, do you know what? I don't mind how long it takes as long as it's cooked. I will wait patiently as long as my food is cooked. But this exactly, is the expectation of, of things being, having to cook very quickly. This is it, and if it's not cool, you what you going to do? If you rush them and they said twenty minutes, da, 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 I don't. And then when it's not cooked, you be the same person that's gonna go and give that business a bad name and say, oh look, they didn't cook my food and this that that. But you know, it everything is a dominant effect yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. If you wake up in the morning and you're in a foul mood. You're gonna annoy something. You're gonna somebody's gonna say something to you that is nice, but because you're in a foul mood, you're gonna react, and then and they're gonna be in a in a foul mood, and then it's just gonna go on and on and on and on and on. So it's a chain reaction. So it's how you are with people, and in the catering industry, the hospitality industry, because they need to do more because even in class. Um, I have to fight with me being black to stay seen. I have to fight with me being a black woman with a blonde hair and a big lips and a loud mouth. <laughs> you know, it's the these different things about me that I have to fight for my uniqueness to sustain, to be. I will not be succumb to be anything else or anything less than what I am now. That's and nice. they do that. They try. Um, they've tried to squash me, um, and by saying that I'm on drugs, yeah, yeah, by saying, Oh my god, there's no human being like you that will come and so hide without I bet you taking cocaine like the rest of us, and this, that, that. I said, I don't do cocaine, but I tell you that I do smoke all this, but I don't do cocaine. I drink my detox water. I wake up in the morning, I drink my lemon detox water. That thing does magic for your body. If you think it's dope, you drink that thing within the space of what, few minutes that it's entered your body, that water's entered your body, it's like, it's not you're awake, your cells are awake, you hold your face, you can feel your face, which is literally awake. So I'm always like this. So I take these things in more in class and every day they, uh, saying that I'm on coke to the point now um I don't even try to correct them anymore because my name is going around the college oh my god she's so loud she takes these drugs and takes these drugs and da, 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 da. and then I went into the student support that's supposed to support you and stuff like that I went to speak to the lady and then she took one look at me it was a white lady behind me she's like no I will deal with the white lady first before you that was in college. Mhm. Wow. <laughs> this is all quite eye-opening for me. So I, it's terrible. I just think the things you've been through already. I I guess that's probably the reason why you're doing your own business and not working for. I guess you have to do so many hours to kind of like get. I chefing. I don't know. I'm just yeah. Of, I making assumptions there, but. I can't, yeah. I cannot work for anybody else, yeah. Angela, I, because I don't want to be spoken to in a certain manner. I want to know that if I'm going to work, I'll be able to have a, a decent conversation with my boss and say, listen, mentally, it's not strong today. This is why it's like this. So my performance is not going to be 100%. But if you still want me to stay, stay, stay behind mm. and do the vegetables instead of cooking people's meal, you know, just to do the prep, then I will do that. You need to have an environment that encourage this kind of thing. And then what you get is hard, genuinely happy, yeah, hard-working people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, happy workers means you grow. And this slave mentality treatment of workers, it's got to stop now. It's got to stop. When you treat your people with respect mm-hmm. and love, and you reward them for the hard work that they do, might be to say it's not their business. You need them. Mm-hmm. It's your business. So for me personally, I've seen so many things in the industry 
That's why I want to start up a project, a mental health project for chefs, a charity project for chefs, and not only that, build uh, consultation or whatever it is for um, supporting black black women uh, who are entrepreneurs because I tell you Angela an organization like that needs to happen because being in this business is challenging enough for me within my own group of people of you know that I'm around and how I've decided to flip you know as they call it she just done a flip on us I didn't do no flip on you mm -hmm. <laughs> I just know what I want in life it's not that so you have that envious and jealousy and and um, not supporting you because it's just you, but we support somebody else because it's them, just to be. There's so many things that even within myself, I felt the need that I needed to post constantly uh, of food, of pictures, just to be validated. To know that you, you're, you know, you're credible to kind of do, do your work. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just kind of conscious of time. I didn't realize time was kind of running away away from us. I just think, oh, wow. um, yeah, I know, we're, and we're only here for an hour. So I'm just thinking, this could have gone on. We could go on for another hour, just even talking about, you know, you know, going into more detail. I know it could have been quite sensitive for you, knowing that you've actually lost people through suicide as well. Um, but it's, yeah. it's I don't mean for me because you know, behind the scenes we don't see anything. But I wanted to. Um, I just wanted to kind of open it, open, just to find out if anybody had any questions that they wanted to ask you. Um, I was going to kind of, you know, getting so tongue-tied, there's so many words that want to come out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> the project that you're wanting to do um, is, is, yeah. is hoping to address the mental health issues that are, is, would be a great start to kind of address the mental health issues, certainly for, you know, for, for black people and particularly for women. Um, yeah who are you know minorities in, in in the catering industry um and i was going to ask you know what were your thoughts about um how we could readdress this i know you've mentioned, mentioned and because of i've got the answer to that some of that because you mentioned the project um, yeah but if it's all right with you i just wanted to kind of if anybody's got any questions for paulina because i've got i had a sheet full of questions that I've, I've not even got around to asking, but just kind of hearing, your, hearing you talk about what's actually going on in the industry is just eye-opening for me. I have to. It needs to be talked about. I'm sorry, but it needs to be talked about. And society yeah. in itself, in general, there's a lot of things that I'm into that I'm passionate about that need to be talk, spoken about. Yeah. I'm a black woman. I'm an African woman. I love my people. But pe a woman like myself is difficult to be mold into your own community because you seen as a trouble causer because you step in and on topics that people just want to brush under the carpet okay. and stuff and it's the same as the catering industry it's full of um, and hospitality industry it's full of racism yeah. and very so white and very middle class and, and male yeah, and, yeah. yeah and then they said the thing of women belong in the kitchen okay i i, I guess that as chef one Oh, you're a woman. You should belong in the kitchen. You should belong in 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 this industry. Wow. Like, okay, say oh, it yeah, again. I'm, I'm yeah. making repeat myself. <laughs> I have to say that like, you know, you say character. I'm a woman. <laughs> your character, and your strength, you know, goes beyond. And and I guess that's probably what's what, like you said, is what's keeping it. And um, can I just ask the those people who are watching, watching and and listening, if they've got any questions they may like to ask, if you just want to put your, um, raise your hand or I'll see, um, is that Kerry? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, Kerry, I've got Kerry who wants to say, wants to talk, what would you like to ask? Uh, Hello, hi. Amazing, absolutely amazing, incredible awareness. I'm Kerry, I run the Mind Over Matter Project Suicide Prevention. Um, everything that you're yeah. covering, I've picked up so much in harassment, exploitation, uh, mm -hmm. violence, trauma, it's very traumatic and you're saying that there shouldn't should have been some help there but when you're going to raise a complaint, when do you feel that when you raise a complaint because they don't identify with the same complexion as you, they couldn't possibly understand what you felt about the discrimination and therefore we never yeah. have, do you feel that there should be more people in a position to tackle discrimination 
and they should Thank be. Thank you. They should be of dual heritage or black heritage or something exactly. like that because you can't. Exactly. You, you, you cannot. For me, I, I've been where you've been. You know this discrimination part, and I always thought that you can't. How can anyone relate to discrimination or break down discrimination? You can't, and so therefore it makes it ten times worse. Way you've got nowhere to turn. And you've got no backative. And it feels to me, when, I, when you're telling your story, it feels to me that no matter what you did in your life, you were torn down, left, right and centre. And the one passion that you thrive for, oh, there's a mountain, isn't there, to climb through that. Yeah, it is a mountain. But it's a, it te is, it's it a test of you. It's a test of what I felt through your journey, through this, what I'm hearing. All of these messages that are not acceptable, by the way, what I'm hearing through your journey is that you, you, you have a calling, a natural calling. And I think those that have a natural calling are torn down like this. But those lessons yeah. are for us. That's whether or not we contain that behaviour. Yes. If we do duplicate their behaviour, we're going to look like exactly. that. So it's been a exactly. testing time for you, I understand. You are credit. I mean, this is MasterChef that you was on, right? <laughs> MasterChef and all of that. No, this was not even MasterChef. This was Chopping Block. Chopping Block. Chopping Block for ITV. Um, Rosemary, yeah, Rosemary Schrager and John Waits. Yeah, so it, it is what it is. Can I we mean, find that? Thank you so much. I mean, again, I've now learned to go where I'm celebrated. So I will still continue with my fights for my people and, you know, but I will always go where I'm celebrated and being appreciated, where I know I can make a difference, yeah. I, I understand that, and, and that's what you can do, but it sets a standard, what you're saying here, and I felt this in my own journey. The standard is, if we have to say something, then we should be able to make that complaint so it stops. If we cannot address discrimination, it will never stop. If we cannot implement other people of the same complexion who would understand it, so as a fair it panel, it won't stop. So in the Department of Discrimination, where people are, there is, the, I don't know, a lot of people don't even know that in their own towns, they should have a pot where it is about discrimination, where you can go and talk to the legal professions about discrimination. Now, oh, you should have I them. Ah, ah, well, I have one in my town of Ipswich, and it's called Iskri. And uh, it's uh, Ipswich, uh, what, what it's, it's broken down for the town that you're in, about race and discrimination. But the problem that I have with sometimes going to places like that is that it is, again, run by... It's, it's mixed heritage in there, so it does make you feel warm when you're going in there. But I'm talking to a white woman when I'm making a complaint. And I feel, how is that beneficial for racism and discrimination? Tackling discrimination, how is that beneficial? It isn't. No one's ever, ever going to understand discrimination. Unless, no, unless no. yeah, they will. Yes, they can. Unless you know what they've been through it, and and unless there's somewhere that they're in unknown territory, that they they don't blend in. <laughs> that is the only way you're going to understand discrimination. Unknown territory. <laughs> well done to you for raising awareness. I've thank rejected you. this out. This will go on my page as well. Oh, um, thank you so worldwide. much. Thank you. I really appreciate. No, it. Thank, thank you so much, Angela, as well, and Ultravision for bringing this awareness today. Because I incredible. know, Angela, you're a star. You're a blessing. So, well, um, I, you know, I'm maybe a blessing, but I'm just thinking that there wouldn't be a blessing if you didn't come on the show to come yeah. and share what you shared with me. I'm, I'm just here to, to to kind of like get people together to have the yeah. difficult conversation and to learn about what's actually going on. Mm. Now, in particular industries, mm. you know, particularly with, with mental health, and mental health now has been talked about more than ever because of the, you know, the effects of COVID, mm. which is a good interesting yeah. start. I've got um, I've got D and Carib Solar, if I pronounced it right. We've got probably about we've only got about five minutes, so if you could keep it short. You, whoever I, don't, I I didn't see who who put the hand up first, so I'm going to go to Carib Solar. Um, first, and then I'm going to come Darby. That's why I put in second. Sure. And if you could, um, keep, keep it short for me, if you can, please, Carol, and for me as well. Hi, everybody. Just okay. to say, I'm from Darby, too, so no worries. Quick question. Hi. Hi. 
lady. Okay. I just wanted to have your Thank you here so we can make contact with you. I think you're fantastic. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so can you put that in the chat? Or is yeah. that, do you want to um, or send it to Ultravision and then we can send it out to, to people who are... Um, I can send it to you. Okay. Um, you can just put it in the chat. Yeah, it'll be fine. Thank you so much. But, you see, but you're okay, on your see. phone at the moment, so I'm just conscious of time as well. So could <laughs> I, could we, I will get, I will get it, um, I'll, I'll, if I get it in the chat, but in the meantime. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Carib Sol, um and Dee. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Hi, darling. Hi. Just really quickly. I, Hi. I darling. Um, I love you because you've got the hair that's like, man, that's like <laughs> Anyway, seriously, um, we'll talk, what I want to talk to you about, and I can get your contact details, Angela, is the next step. You want to develop okay. a program of support, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Around mental yeah. support. So that yeah. is what I'm interested in. So I'll get your details and we can have another conversation. Oh. But well done. You're fantastic today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, oh my days. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Such incredible, beautiful souls, Angela. You've yeah. got so much beautiful souls on the panel today. I'm really blessed to have. No, they're not a you panel. Know, you they're just invited guests. They're just invited guests. I know, but they are queens. Yeah. They are queens. They, you are all queens. You are all like a mother figure to me. And obviously, your input and your experiences, it resonates, my experience resonates with you guys one way or another. So to have conversation like this with, I would say, the elders in our community is so important for us young women that are coming up. It really <laughs> yeah, is. Absolutely. It really yeah. is. I just wish that they should them kind of things should be promoted more it really really is because not many young women like myself have a mother in their life or stuff like that mm. to rely on to teach on the ropes so for me oh you've made my sunday i will cook some food <laughs> <laughs> and i know that food's going to taste good because it's cooked with love that's the other thing as well but you know and what you just talked about again is you know even that about having the the women the mature women and the young women together yeah. that's, that that could be another subject for me to kind of look at as well which I, <laughs> oh you don't want to pop my brain too much is going in there <laughs> but i know that we've got we've got a final few minutes and it feels it, it feels rushed but it also feels full of information and um and, and, and you know understanding about what's happening in the uh hospitality sector yeah, it would be good to have you back on again because I know we never really we've not really we've touched a little bit on the on the suicide bit, which is very yeah, and it had been for you, so that's why you know I didn't want to kind of go a bit too far with that because of time as well to kind of cut that short. Yeah, but um, okay, you can have me on any time. Yeah, but we'd like you to, we would like you to come back again and kind of you know talk talk a, bit, a little bit more about that and how. Finally, before we go, I did say that you'd cooked for a celebrity. Sir Helton John. Yeah. Um, don't ask <laughs> <That's> me out. <laughs> I love my puff puff. Sorry, <laughs> oh, guys. Sorry, I'm a bit of a joker. You see, I try not to He's take sorry. life too seriously. You know. Um. Yeah. Um. It. It was for the what for food for team. And he saw this puff puff and asked, what are they, what are they called? Because what for food for team is full of Africans. And they said it's puff puff. And he wanted to know. Who made the pop pop? So here I came with my egghead. This man's looking directly at me, and I'm just like this. We wasn't allowed to take our phones and anything because my phone would have been asked to say, Look at that man, he's got his. Do you know what I mean? I would have done something like that. <laughs> so he came up to me and he says, What's the meaning behind the pop pop? Is it for gay people? I said, Oh no, sir. I didn't even know gay people were called pop pop. I said, To me, it's just a food. Back home in Sierra Leone is the dumpling. It's a sweet and savory dumpling. It says, "Oh, I just thought it was an end when a joke or so." I said, "Oh no, 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 no! It's dumplings. You know, like you have the Caribbean dumpling. This is African dumpling, but we just call them puff puff because when you put them in the fryer, it pops. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> There's no big complexity behind it and stuff like that. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, that's all right. I think that's just a nice place to kind of end end on with that. End with that, it, yeah. That about, about Elton John wanting to know if it was, uh, yeah, if it was yeah, the analogy for gay puff. people. Because back in yeah. the days in England, that's what gay, gay men They call them puff, innit? Yeah, and I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't even know that. My chef refused to call my dumpling puff puff. He says, I refuse to call them puff puff. 
Name them something else. I said, you are being discriminated is puff puff. If you feel certain way about my puff puff, don't eat my puff puff. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paulina, we're gonna, we are gonna have to, we're gonna have to finish it. And I'm glad that you're laughing, as particularly on a topic that you know, ordinarily would have been, could have been quite emotional. Um, so really appreciate yeah. um, your time and your knowledge and your information and um, you know been been a great great guest and for everybody who's listening thank you very much for for joining us remember Ultravision TV here to um, as I said inform educate and inspire people and I'm hoping yeah. that you've got some inspiration from part of Pauline's journey. Yeah, I did. Um, we'll ask you to come back on again to, to join us and tell you a little bit more because it seems to be a, there's a lot more to come back here. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah, she's lovely. Um, I, I have, I, um, would you like to just quickly just give out your number? I've, I've got you, the business yeah. last one kitchen. Yeah, um, last one kitchen catering. Do you want to give a number? Oh, yeah. kitchen catering, yes. And what yeah. number? I'll just type it in. My just to take her telephone number off so it's not public. Now I'll bloody. So, um, yeah, we don't want to put her details out publicly. So it's there in the chat? Yeah, and um, my email address is blessedonesk at gmail.com. You might want to ask her questions. Yeah. I'll send her a well done yeah. for her testimonial. Um, obviously, I'm not going to put all of this stuff out. The email's fine. Yeah, the email is fine because um, blessed one's kitchen, Sheffield. Oh, this My is apologies, good. everybody. My typing skills. Key <laughs> Francis, two four seven. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yep, yeah. got that bit. At uh, Outlook. Outlook.com. What was your phone number again, Angie? Hold on. Turn that round. Now, um, list one. We are going to have to finish now. So thank you everybody for, for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, Paulina. No worries. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with um, another guest. Um, I won't kind of fill you in now. But um, for now, wishing you all well for today. And all have a good week. And we'll see you all soon. Don't forget Ultravision TV. Thank That's you very much. Back. The other recording that I've got in relation to the same thing. What do you think's going on here with that situation? No names. What do, what do you see? Yeah, what what do you see um, with that situation without mentioning a name? What do you actually see with that situation? What do you see what's going on?
I feel like she's still she's still got a lot lot to learn when it comes to social media. Um, but a lot of her job is done where they basically is face to face. And I don't know if she's trying to find a footing, I think a, a lot of it. What I saw what happened is what's happened before. <clears throat> now I discussed this with one of our other moderators and <coughs> as you can imagine <coughs> and they are on the same thought process as I am on. The thing is about myself and you, we have platforms and they don't. And the fact that they don't have a group, they're poaching off of what we're doing and then they're going doing the self and they're doing the same thing, it's replicating, but they're not doing a team. It's not a team. So we're not, we're not, you're using our platforms to promote yourself and then doing the same thing by, I've got an interview with this person, an interview with that person. Hold on a minute. In aid of what? What is it in aid of? We're doing what we do for a cause. Yeah? What they're doing isn't in aid of anything. And I use the word there, they, them, because it's the very same replica because she needs clients and remember there's another he involved in here there was he needed clients as well and so this is where the difference are where we're relaxed we're running the groups the groups are running smoothly these are so eager for clients when they collab together they forget what team is and that's where that's where our poach our clients are getting poached into their methods of well-being and that isn't mine it's not my method of well-being my methods are do you want my therapy? If you want their therapy, go. Go get their therapy. That's fine. But you're not dealing with a survivor either. So that's the difference where it, when, when it comes to survivor, it is teamwork. It's got to be teamwork. We know what we've gone through and we know that we have to check up. But the thing is with her, I felt she hadn't given me time. She very despondent to my messages. Um, give me a three-liner. Hasn't responded. I haven't spoken to her for over a week. Um, I had a, a, a thing that I wanted to do uh, to form a group that didn't come for, to fruition because she couldn't be bothered to show up or or uh, get back in touch and I haven't heard from her since. I've seen her stuff projected online where she's wanted me to accept it into the group and I thought, what? I ain't accepting that into the group because now what you're doing is you're doing the opposite of what we're doing. We set out to do it this way and there you go, Missy, over there doing it your way. You're not part of the team. That's what I've discovered, and that's what somebody else discovered.